Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today's discussion is going to be on miracles. But before we get started, let's say a word of prayer so that the Lord will be with us during this podcast. So with that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes for a word of prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, hallowed be your name. Thank you so much for giving us life and health. It is such a wonderful blessing. Lord, thank you for giving us the truth of your word. Lord, I ask that you be with us today. Help us to learn more of you. Help us to be more like you. Lord, we know that time is running short, and we ask that you help our lives to be more like you every day. Help our characters to be developed so that we may be ready and be with you in heaven forever. Lord, help us to understand these truths in your word. Help us to open our eyes and our hearts to what you would have us to see and to know. Lord, thank you for all of the many things that you do for us. And we ask that you continue to be with those who have yet to discover your loving kindness. Help us to be a light unto the world, to shine into this darkness that surrounds us. We ask this in your precious, holy, wonderful son's name. Amen. So something very interesting happened to me this week. As you may or may not have known, if you follow me on Facebook, I had a little incident. Today is the 4th of September, 2019, in case you don't see the date and are listening to this at some point in time in the future. Well, during this week, uh, a couple days ago, I got a notification on my Facebook and it said something about the podcast links being in error and they went against content support. And so I was like, I read the rules and regulations. I was like, nothing about this is going against regulations or their rules. So what I did was I, of course, put it back in there to be reviewed so that they could see that it's not against regulations. And so then I went to my ministry page of Star Witness and I saw that all of the podcasts, the things that I shared on my page were gone, disappeared. I was like, oh no, this is really bad. How did this happen? I'm going to have to do all this stuff. So I put out a prayer request and I asked everybody to pray that they would be put back on. And so I left it alone for that night and I was like, I'm just going to worry about it in the morning because it was starting to get late and I needed to get to bed and sleep. And so I was like, I'm just going to worry about it tomorrow. I was like, I prayed about it and left it alone. Well, the next day, lo and behold, they were all back. And I was like, oh, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for getting them all back up there. And it was amazing how just overnight the Lord had heard my prayer and answered it. And everything was back as if nothing ever happened. So, of course, I put out a post saying thank you to everyone who prayed that it worked out and that they were all back. And that was such an amazing tiny little miracle that the Lord heard and did for me. And so with that happening this week, I wanted to talk about miracles and how in the Bible that we find so many examples of miracles from Genesis to Revelation. And nowadays, it doesn't seem like miracles happen as often as they did back then, like huge miracles like the Red Sea and everything that you hear of that is huge, the fire coming down to get Elijah's offering, things like that. But the fact is, and from that story that I first told, we can see that the Lord does perform many miracles whether they be great or small. And that's just one of those things that the Lord has heard my prayer and answered, a tiny little thing. And there have been many other incidences in my life that have been a miracle to me, that something has happened, that the Lord got me out of bad situations or helped me out in a situation. And it was a miracle.
miracle. And what I want to do is talk about some other miracles that the Lord has done for me and some that I have witnessed. I also would like on further episodes, some point in time in the future, this is an idea that I have, is to get some other people on here to talk about their testimonies about a miracle that the Lord has performed in their life. And I'm praying about that and to see if the Lord will work it out. And I think it's really encouraging to hear these testimonies about what the Lord has done for these people and in their lives because oftentimes we forget about how the Lord cares for us and what he does for us. And it is very encouraging to hear these stories and say, well, if the Lord can do it for this person, he can do it for me too. So I'm going to talk about the miracles that we take for granted in life as well. I also want to mention some of the miracles in the Bible, some that people have forgotten about, the lesser known miracles, the less famous ones that the Lord performed through his servants. It's also important to mention that there are going to be false miracles that take place in the end of times, and we need to know the difference between the good and the evil. So with all of that to cover, let's get started with the miracles that has taken place in my life. One that happened to me again this year in February on the 21st, our power went out and we had no electricity. So we turned on our generator because it happened to us once before. So we knew we had to get a generator because we figured it probably might happen again. And sure enough, it did. But for some reason it was smoking and we were really worried. So we turned it off and waited to ask my dad about it. So to make sure that nothing was happening and it wasn't malfunctioning, we didn't want to destroy the generator. So while we were waiting for a call to come through from my dad, we knew my dad was wasn't able to get in contact with us because there was no power on the phone lines. We also couldn't use our cell phones at the time because the carrier we had at that time didn't always cover the area. And since we moved in the country, it didn't really work. Now is where the miracle comes in. We were huddled up in the living room trying to stay warm in this very cold house because it's winter. So we had blankets on and we were just trying to keep warm when my mom's cell phone starts to ring. And we looked at it like, what on earth is happening? So my mother looked at her phone like she wasn't hearing things right. And then she answers and says, hello? And lo and behold, it was my dad calling and we were able to talk about what was going on with the generator. I mean, we were amazed after the phone call ended because not too long after, the cell phone once again showed there was no service. We were so excited to experience that. We immediately thanked the Lord for allowing that call to come through and we praised his holy name. Well, now we have some coverage that actually works where we're at, but it was just a little tiny miracle that the Lord allowed to happen to show us that he does care about us and that he wanted this to work out so that we could get in touch with my dad to figure out what was happening and what was going on. Now, for some other miracles that the Lord has performed in my life, the next one I'm going to tell you about, when I was in New Zealand, I worked for 19 months as a missionary in New Zealand and in Australia. And when I was in New Zealand, the Lord worked several miracles there that were so amazing. And to this day, I'm very grateful for what the Lord did while I was there. And I will always be grateful. So this one happened when me and another person were out going door to door, passing out tracks. And I can't remember what tracks they were about, but as we were making up our way on this certain street, all of a sudden out of nowhere, it seems <laughs> this Rottweiler comes charging toward me and starts barking. And of course, Rottweiler 
Rottweilers are huge dogs and very intimidating. And this dog just starts jumping toward me and snarling and barking. And I ended up dropping everything that I was carrying because I was so startled. And I stood perfectly still and I started praying immediately. I was like, Lord, please shut this dog's mouth like you did with Daniel in the lion's den as you shut their mouths. Please, Lord, be with me. And all the while I was praying this, the Rottweiler just kept lunging at me and barking and backing off and lunging at me, but it wouldn't come any nearer. So I slowly bent over and picked up the tracks and then I started slowly backing away and the dog stayed right where it was. And come to find out this dog wasn't even guarding its own home. It had gotten loose and escaped from down the hill where it originally was and went to this people's house up on this hill and was protecting that house. But the Lord protected me in that instance and I got away with not a scratch on me. And to this day, I know that the Lord was telling that dog, come no further. And I know it could have gone a different way, but the Lord was with me. And I'm so grateful that the Lord gave me the wisdom to know how to handle that situation and was with me. And that guardian angel was telling that dog to stay put. Another big miracle story, and then I'll move on. I mean, I could we continue forever with all of these miracles that, that the Lord has done for me and others in my family. And I hope to do some more testimonies in the future, like I said before. So this story is goosebump worthy. It was nighttime and I couldn't remember if we locked the house. So I started making my way down the stairs to see if the front door was locked. And suddenly I saw a shadow run through the living room. There was a door to the living room and I just saw this shadow through the glass door. It wasn't clear glass, mind you. It was just one of those regular glasses that you could see shadow movements, but that was about it. And I saw this shadow run across the room and I knew immediately that we were dealing with something that wasn't supposed to be in the house. We were dealing with demon possession. So what I did was I got a couple of my colleagues and we made our way downstairs. We checked the whole downstairs and there was no one there. And we made sure all of the doors and windows were secure and locked and they were. And we could all feel this oppressing spirit. So we ran up and got our Bibles and one of my colleagues got their guitar and we went back downstairs and we started with prayer. And then we read passages and promises from the Bible and we sang some hymns together. And by and by we started started to feel a little bit better, but we were still a bit freaked out. So we made our way upstairs into another room and we sat upstairs and we did the same thing. And we prayed and we sang hymns and we read encouraging Bible verses until we felt the Holy Spirit's presence among us. And it was the most amazing feeling I have ever experienced. It felt warmth and comfort and the room seemed a little bit brighter than light could give. And I just felt loved. I almost can't describe exactly what it felt like, but I knew without a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit was in that room with us. And what happens next leaves in my mind no doubt whatsoever and no other explanation than the work of the Lord because during our final prayer, unbeknownst to me and the other colleague, there was three of us. The third person in the group prayed to herself that if the Holy Spirit really was in the midst of us for something to happen. Well, we ended our final prayer and all of 
a sudden we heard this song playing at the end of prayer and it was the song you raise me up and we looked at her like what did you start that and she's like no I didn't touch a thing I wasn't even listening to this song on my phone to begin with and it she's like I didn't even do it and she's like and what's weirder it was playing in the middle of the song it didn't start at the beginning it just started at the chorus which was an important point because this person loved this song and it really encouraged her and she had an experience earlier in her life about it this person was slowly coming back to Christ and had been experiencing some demon activity and the demon would wake her up and shake her bed so this person was praying that if she was to give up certain things in her life and if the Holy Spirit was in the room with us for some sign to happen and promised that they would give up what they held on to if this happened so that's when the song played and we couldn't believe it we were in awe and we were amazed we got goosebumps all over us and we were praising the Lord that this song started playing in the middle of the song to a song that he knew would help her and be with her and so we had another prayer of thanksgiving and we went to bed knowing that the Lord was with us it was absolutely incredible and it showed all of us and reminded us that God is stronger than any demon and he was sending us that message of love and that he was there with us and that nothing can harm us if he has his hand of protection around us and those are just a few of the miracles that have happened in my lifetime but the amazing thing is that no matter how many miracles happen whether they're little or big like that it always encourages me that the Lord is with me to lead and guide me and these little acts really help your faith to grow in the Lord and how great God is and how kind he is to send us these signs and to help us to strengthen our faith and we have not because we ask not even in the Bible says ask and it shall be given unto you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be open unto you and sometimes when we ask the answer is no or wait a while but it is always because the Lord knows what's best for us and that's why he did it that way now let's get into some miracles of the Bible I mean of course we've heard of the huge miracles like I've said before some other big ones are when Paul raised the boy from the dead and when the deadly serpent bit his hand and nothing happened to him and the Apostles performed miracles like Peter when he passed by people would just have to see his shadow or the shadow fall on them and their maladies would be healed and of course we can't forget the miracles that Jesus Jesus performed when he was alive, but all of these people did not perform the miracles in and of themselves. It was the Lord working through them, and it is because they had the Lord in their hearts that they were able to do any of those wonderful things. That is why Jesus said to pray before you do great miracles, and I would highly encourage you to go through your Bible and read all these miracles that took place. It's so encouraging to read them. It strengthens our faith, and they're there for that very reason, and we should have no doubt in our minds that the Lord is capable of anything. He raised the dead after all and know that he will take care of us if we serve and follow him with our whole heart. All we have to do is reach out and as I've mentioned before, miracles can be performed by bad people and through Satan's minions and followers. We're told that in the last days many miracles will come to fruition through Satan. He will even be able to call fire down from heaven and by that to convince many people that he is Jesus. You see, Satan is going to impersonate Jesus and walk around the earth doing all these wonderful works. We can know that this is not the real Jesus because the Bible tells us that Jesus will not let his feet touch the earth until after this thousand years in heaven. Luke 21 8 says, and he said, take heed
heed that ye be not deceived for many shall come in my name saying i am christ and the time draweth near go ye not therefore after them people who perform miracles for themselves and expect pay and praise are not part of jesus and they're just doing the miracles for the money or it's all a stage and they act like they are performing miracles when they really aren't anyone who happens to perform a miracle from the lord will immediately give all the glory and honor to jesus and not brag about it or seek attention or praise or expect any sort of payment from it they will tell the story as a testimony of what the lord has done for them and what the lord can do for you as well and this is one of the ways you can know that if it's from the lord or from satan second corinthians eleven fourteen says and no marvel for satan himself is transformed into an angel of light so it explains in that verse that he can transform himself into an angel of light that means an angel that appears to be good and of course we know that he can transform into dead relatives and he isn't the only one the other angels that fell from heaven can do this as well and this is why we must watch and be ready so that we're not deceived prove everything from the bible can watch and not be deceived because we know these truths and if an angel of light tells you to worship another day like sunday instead of saturday the seventh day of the week we can also know that they are not angels of light a true angel of light would never go contradictory to the word of the lord it would never tell you that the dead can be raised after they're dead that they're living on this earth right now they would never tell you that sunday is the sabbath when it's not because the bible says the seventh day is the sabbath of the lord your god it would not tell you to bow down to any other god or make you worship them because a true angel of god would say to get up off your feet that you should only worship and serve god and this goes for any doctrine in the bible if an angel is telling you anything contradictory to what you have read in your bible then you know that they are not angels of light and that is why we must study our bible so that we can know the truth so that we are not deceived deuteronomy 11:16 says take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship i want to read some quotes now this first one is from sptb 09 20.2 even in the midst of the great deceptions of the last days when delusive miracles will be performed in the sight of men in behalf of satanic theories it is our privilege to hide ourselves in christ jesus it is possible for us to seek and to obtain salvation and in this time of unusual peril we must learn to stand alone our faith fixed not on the word of man but on the sure promises of god our very air that we breathe is a miracle from the lord everything from what goes on in our life is a miracle from the lord that is faith when we accept that bad things aren't going to happen these things are little tiny miracles that we take for granted in 2sm 53.1 it says let not the days pass by and precious opportunities be lost of seeking the lord with all the heart and mind and soul if we accept not the truth in the love of it we may be among the number who will see the miracles wrought by satan in these last days and believe them many strange things will appear as wonderful miracles which should be regarded as deceptions manufactured by the father of lies she continues into sm 53.2 through 53.4 i am instructed to say that in the future great watchfulness will be needed there is to be among god's people no spiritual stupidity evil spirits are actively engaged in seeking to control the minds of human beings men are binded up in bundles ready to be consumed 
consumed by the fires of the last days. Those who discard Christ and his righteousness will accept sophistry that is flooding the world. Christians are to be sober and vigilant, steadfastly resisting their adversary, the devil, who is going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Men under the influence of evil spirits will work miracles. They will make people sick by casting their spell upon them, and will then remove the spell, leading others to say that those who were sick have been miraculously healed. This Satan has done again and again. We need not be deceived. Wonderful scenes with which Satan will be closely connected will soon take place. God's word declares that Satan will work miracles. He will make people sick and then will suddenly remove from them his satanic power. They will then be regarded as healed. These works of apparent healing will bring Seventh-day Adventists to the test. Many who have had great light will fail to walk in the light because they have not become one with Christ. These are very solemn words indeed. She continues, some declare their unbelief in the work that the Lord has given me to do because as they say, Mrs. E.G. White works no miracles. But those who look for miracles as a sign of divine guidance are in grave danger of deception. It is stated in the word that the enemy will work through his agents who have departed from the faith and they will seemingly work miracles even to the bringing down of fire out of heaven in the sight of men. By means of lying wonders, Satan would deceive, if possible, the very elect. She continues in 2SM 54.1. Multitudes have heard me speak and have read my writings, but no one has ever heard me claim to work miracles. I have at times been called upon to pray for the sick, and the word of the Lord has been verified, which she quotes James 5:14 and 15. Christ is the great miracle worker. To him be all the glory. In 2SM 54.5, she says, it is impossible to give any idea of the experience of the people of God who will be alive on the earth when past woes and celestial glory will be blended. They will walk in the light proceeding from the throne of God. By the means of the angels, there will be constant communication between heaven and earth, and Satan, surrounded by evil angels and claiming to be God, will work miracles of all kinds to deceive, if possible, the very elect. God's people will not find their safety in working miracles, for Satan would counterfeit any miracle that might be performed. God's tried and tested people will find their power in the signs spoken of in Exodus 31, 12 through 18. They are to take their stand on the living word, it is written. This is the only foundation upon which they can stand securely. Those who have broken their covenant with God will in that day be without hope and without God in the world. In 2SM 55.1 and point two, she says this, the worshipers of God will be especially distinguished by their regard for the fourth commandment, since this is the sign of his creative power and the witness to his claim upon man's reverence and homage. The wicked will be distinguished by their efforts to tear down the creator's memorial, to exalt the institution of Rome. In the issue of the contest, all Christendom will be divided into two great classes, those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus, and those who worship the beast and his image and receive his mark. Although church and state will unite their power to compel all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, according to Revelation 13 and 16, to receive the mark of the beast, yet the people of God will not receive it. The prophet of Patmos beholds them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name 
stand on the sea of glass having the harps of God. And that can be found in Revelation 15 too. And singing the song of Moses and the Lamb. Fearful tests and trials await the people of God. The spirit of war is stirring the nations from one end of the earth to the other. But in the midst of the time of trouble that is coming, a time of trouble such as has not been since there was a nation, God's chosen people will stand unmoved. Satan and his angels cannot destroy them, for angels that excel in strength will protect them. These are very powerful words, very encouraging words, words to take heed to, words to live by, because we have to be so careful in these last days. Satan can bring illness and then take it away, and people believe it, and that's what these very powerful evangelists do who then say, oh, Oh, give us money and we can heal you. Did the Lord ever ask for a dime when he healed the sick? No, he did it because he loved them. He wanted them to be healed from their maladies because he saw their heart and he knew that once their sins were forgiven and they were healed, they would then testify of his goodness and his love. And these little miracles in our life that take place every so often, such as with the cell phone or such as with my podcast links, those little things that we pray for and get answers to prayer for, the Lord still can do for us and has done for us. And it's the Lord that does these things. We just have to watch and pray and study, have that connection with the Lord and be not just hearers of the word, but to do what the word says. We need to be doers as well. Study to show ourselves approved so that we can stand against the deceptions in the last days of Satan. We need to study the subject very carefully and also study about how the wonderful things that God has done, not only in the life of these people in the past in the Bible, but for the things that he's done in your life. Review your life. There have probably been moments in your life that you may not realize, but the Lord was there for you. I mean, there have been times when I've fallen down the stairs and didn't get hurt that bad. It could have been a lot worse. That was a miracle for the Lord to protect me. These little tiny miracles that we don't really think much of, they were probably instances in your life where the Lord protected you and used your guardian angel to help save you from from something that was worse. And the fact of the matter is we won't know how many times the Lord has saved us from either danger or making a huge mistake until we get to heaven and we can talk and ask about it. And that's going to be awesome to hear all of the stories of what could have happened and how the Lord prevented it and saved us from a certain disaster. I encourage you to go and study these miracles for yourself. Study so that you will be able to stand against the deceptions in the last days because there's going to come a time when fire will come down from heaven, when Satan will impersonate himself as Jesus. And in the Bible it says, if you hear of Jesus in the desert, don't go there. If you hear of him in the city, don't go there. And that's because we're told that Jesus will not put his feet on the earth until after the thousand years are over. So please think about what the Lord has done for you in your life. Thank the Lord for all of the things that he has done and will continue to do in your life. Get strength, get encouragement for it, because we do have an advocate in heaven who is working for our own good and our benefit so that we can
can see the truth. And this is why we are told these things, not only in the Bible, but in the spirit of prophecy, because we have this guard against the deceptions. We can know the truth and we can stand up for what is right. We don't need to be left in any question or any doubt about what is taking place because we have the light and the knowledge given to us. And that's why it is our job, once we know these things, to share it with others so that others won't be deceived in the last days of what is to happen. And not only of what is to come, but the truths that we hold so dear to our hearts, such as the state of the dead, the Sabbath, and many other things as well. It is our job to tell the people, you don't want somebody coming up to you and taking hold of you and being like, you knew this truth and you didn't tell me? Why didn't you tell me? I was your friend. I was your neighbor. I was your family. Why didn't you tell me? That will be a sad day indeed. That is why we must tell all of everybody that we come into contact with and have this conversation with. That is why it's important to pass out literature, to tell the truth when you can. And that is why I started these podcasts so that anybody who wants to share them to people, to their friends, their families, their relatives, to share them so that the truth can be spread and that the light will go out. And I want you to be a light as well. So please pray for me and as I pray for all of you that we may get the darkness out of the world, that we may shine the light so that people can know what is to come. And with all this being said, I want to say praise the Lord for all of the things that he's done in my life. And I also am hoping to get other people's testimonies on here, like I said before, and we'll see if that actually happens. So if that is something that is according to the Lord's plan, please pray for it, that if it's going to happen, it will all work out. So with that being said, remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. I know I only mentioned a few miracles from the Bible here, but I want you to go and read them for yourselves because there are just so many. And that is why the book is filled with them because to show us that miracles have taken place and that the Lord was with these people, these men and women of faith, and he will be there for us too. Go and read it for yourselves. I know this song doesn't necessarily talk about miracles, but it does talk about to watch and be ready. So I thought that it was appropriate. So with that being said, I want to sing We Know Not the Hour. We know not the hour of the Master's appearing, yet signs are foretelling that the moment is nearing when he shall return tis a promise most cheering but we know not the hour he will come let us watch and be ready he will come hallelujah hallelujah he will come in the clouds of his father's bright glory but we know not the hour there's light for the wise who are seeking salvation there's truth in the book of divine revelation each prophecy points to the great consummation but we know not the hour he will come 
Let us watch and be ready, he will come. Hallelujah, hallelujah, he will come in the clouds of his Father's bright glory. But we know not the hour. We'll watch and we'll pray with our lamps trimmed and burning. We'll work and we'll wait till the Master's returning. We'll sing and rejoice every omen discerning. But we know not the hour He will come. Let us watch and be ready. He will come. Hallelujah, hallelujah, he will come in the clouds of his Father's bright glory. But we know not the hour. I want to be watching and be ready, don't you? Let us watch and be ready for that soon appearing of our Lord's coming, for it is coming very soon indeed. The signs all are pointing. Jesus' coming is near. So with all that being said, let your light shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.